Hi, and welcome to Heart to Heart, a Kingdom Hearts podcast, where I, Austin, explain the Kingdom Hearts series to my friends. Hey everyone, I'm Cronus, and I'm here to listen to Austin talk about uh, Kingdom Hearts. Darylise, happy to be here. Hey, Riley, and ready to rock and roll. All right, do you guys remember what happened last time? I always act surprised that you asked that question. But you ask every time. Except for when we start a new game. After. Didn't we do Finny Fun and Pirates? We did Finny Fun and Pirates and uh, Disney Castle, which includes the Timeless River. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, all of that was dope, but I could have gone without the Finny Fun, except for the Barbosa cover. That was good. Well, the good thing about when you're playing the game is Atlantica is completely optional. You don't have to touch it, and that is just good. And I rarely touch it, but for this playthrough, I'm touching it. But you know, at least I get to share the pain of Atlantica through the podcast. Because you guys were so excited whenever I started talking about it and being like, oh, I gotta sing. And then I sang, and you guys were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I just wasn't feeling the finny fun. Oh yeah, repetitiveness for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, there are a couple of better songs, but I think we come back to finny fun eventually. Mm-mm. No, just we don't. Let it, just let it die. <laughs> we don't. don't worry. We'll we'll hit that at the end of the game. Uh, you know, the same time we hit Carnus's favorite world, Hundred Acre Wood. Ugh. Don't put that bad juju on me. We're not there yet. We still got quite a ways to go before that. Because right now, Sora is piloting the gummy ship to Agrabah. And we see an orange parrot flying through the streets. And he lands on a wall and watches as Sora, Donald, and Goofy walk in. Pretty sure Yago's red. Well, the script says orange. Nice to know that whoever wrote the script is colorblind. Now we know that. <laughs> Wait, don't you write the script? Nope. I found okay. the script online. I modify it slightly, but I don't I don't read it super close when I'm modifying. I'm looking for like major parts and like shortening them and stuff. I just thought for a minute, I was like, Austin, don't let me do you like that. Don't let me. Don't let me insult I, you. No, I'm too lazy to to write this whole script because that's a lot of fucking words. But also, I'm not colorblind. That you know of. Yeah, that I know of. I've taken tests. They don't say I'm colorblind. Colors are just an illusion. Exactly. How can you tell someone that they're colorblind when no one sees colors the same way anyway? Well, we don't know that. How do you tell somebody that they're wrong? Everyone we don't else know that, but it's possible. We don't, we don't even, if you want to get into philosophy, there's an entire thing that says that, like, everything you see isn't real and you're just making it all up. You might be asleep. You might be a butterfly. But we don't have to get into all of that if we don't want to. Maybe you guys heard the quantum blade. immortality theory? I haven't, but now I need to know. Right? It's the belief that when we die... We just switch over to a parallel universe uh, mm-hmm. and live as if we had survived. 
So it never ends, and that really upsets me. But do you mean Presumably like... it has to end. Because there's... I mean, unless there's an alternate universe at the end of time where we all live... That's saying like... that there's an end to time, though. But I, I, yeah, that's that what I mean. But like... The human body does naturally decay, and so in every version of the world that we're aware of, <laughs> you would die um, of old age eventually, and then um, even your most healthy version would die of old age eventually. Well, if you want to think about it, that theory that you just said, Sheree, is basically just uh, reincarnation. But it's just... you as you are this life. Oh, ew, no. I'm yeah, you can. Lives. It's literally like the quantum immortality theory is the belief that when you die, uh, your consciousness hops over to a parallel universe where you survived. Everything else in the whole universe is the same, only you survived. And there's a theory that that's part of like the weirdness that people feel around near death. Angela effects. And, and, and that is also a part of well, that. I come from another alternate universe where John McCain isn't dead. Just found that out not too long ago. He's so dead. He's he been has dead not, now. He has not been dead. He's from I your remember, state. I remember him being alive. And then I do all too. of a sudden, a lot of, of people sudden, remember him. Being I was alive. driving home. And I was like, oh, the John McCain airport. And Darylise was like, oh, did they name that after him when he died? And I was like, excuse me? John McCain hasn't died, but apparently he has. So if you have any information on the universe that I might have come from beforehand, you can contact me on Discord in our Discord server, Heart to Heart. Link is in the show notes. <laughs> I was Jumping slick. back real quick to the timeless thing or the time having an end. Kingdom Hearts would be wrong, naming that the Timeless River. Yeah, look, this is the first time we fuck with time travel in Kingdom Hearts, and I'll say it's the one that doesn't make sense with their own logic, so I I don't want to talk about Timeless River too deeply. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Am I going to get philosophical about a different world? I mean, look, Kingdom well, Hearts has its own craziness with its time travel lore and its rules of its universe <clears throat> and timeless river doesn't fit into it well and so i don't want to talk about it too deeply you right know, now you know if if there's a multiverse somewhere out there kingdom hearts might be real austin so you just That's gotta true. get in, you just gotta get into that universe one of these days so yeah they they walk into agrippa right <laughs> <laughs> Agrabah, we made it. I'm trying on. Uh, nope, that's not a good Donald. Agrabah. No, it's the same thing. I can't. Where'd my Donald go? If I can be honest with you, Austin, your Donald is already bad. I know. It's always <laughs> been bad. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that if I can replicate it, I guess. <laughs> Agrabah, we made it. Gorsh, I wonder how Aladdin and Jasmine are doing. Hey, maybe Riku's with them. Yeah, and the king. And uh, Yago flies in their direction. Keep dreaming, you two. Found it, I think. Closer, at least. Come on, Donald. You were thinking the same thing. 
No, I wasn't. Uh, and Iago flies up to them and like flits around them a little bit. Uh oh, it's uh um, it's Iago. And Sora and Donald uh like turn around and pull out their weapons. Wait, you got me all wrong. You're Iago, all right. No, I mean, it's not the old me. I turned over a new feather. I'm legit. No more scams. Promise. I bet that's your new scam. You gotta believe me. Sora, let's go. I was stuck in that lamp with Jafar, remember? Well, I finally escaped, but then some things happened, and... He lands on the ground. So, free as a bird, huh? Have fun. Gosh, fellas. He looks pretty sad. Niago flies over to Goofy. I want to apologize to Aladdin and Jasmine. Uh, Goofy, like, holds Iago in his hands. Could you guys maybe put in a good word for me? Sure, we can do that, can't we? Uh, and then some bandit heartless sneak up on them. Iago actually kind of saves the day. He, uh, he warns them. And they fight a couple waves of heartless, but they just keep coming. And then Iago kind of like Mr. Magoo's some stuff into folly and crushing a bunch of Heartless that clears a path for them to escape. Uh, so they end up running inside of a peddler's shop. Oh, we'd have been goners if Iago hadn't helped us. Ain't that right, fellas? I guess we owe you one. Perfect. But you'll have to win over Aladdin and Jasmine yourself. Be on your best behavior, got it? Yeah, I got it. Where is Aladdin anyway? I bet you he's at the palace. Well, then let's go. And they all head to the palace gates where they find Princess Jasmine. Jasmine! Sora! Donald! Goofy! Your Majesty! Uh, and Sora, Donald, and Goofy all bow. Jasmine giggles. I never had the chance to thank you for before. You helped Aladdin defeat that awful Jafar and saved Agrabah. All in a day's work. But, uh, looks like the Heartless are up to no good again. And then Iago peeks out from behind Goofy. Uh, he sort of, like, waves, but then, I think, afraid that she's gonna just instantly be mad, hides behind Goofy again. Is there any way we can help you out? I think we're all right for now. And you always got Aladdin. He hasn't been himself lately. Is it because of the Heartless? I'm not sure. Usually he's the same cheerful Aladdin, but sometimes he just seems sad. He leaves the palace and goes off by himself all the time. I've asked him about it, but he says nothing's wrong. He's gone again today. What if he doesn't come back this time? Then Iago. Hey, maybe he's got a secret girlfriend. I know, I'll go find out who she is. Iago, quick, Sora, catch him. And Iago flies around and hides behind Sora. And I'll warn the guards and everyone in the palace. That's the thing. Iago's not. But Jasmine has already run off to the palace. And Sora sighs. Nice move. Maybe it's something you said. Gee, maybe we should go talk to Aladdin. He's got to be somewhere in town, right? Good idea. I wonder what he's been doing. Uh, and they head back into the main part of town where they run across a monkey carrying a black lamp uh it, it runs past them and then aladdin runs by and he like turns his head as he's running and says hi sora uh but just keeps running and then the peddler comes chasing after them uh eventually the peddler's kind of got them cornered and says 
You can't if you can't control that furball, put it on a leash. Look, I'm sorry. You should be ashamed of yourself, Abu. Uh, and Abu gives Aladdin the lamp. No hard feelings. And Aladdin hands the lamp to the peddler. After the peddler walks away, Aladdin turns to Sora. And then he says, Hey guys, sorry about earlier. I was kind of in a hurry. What happened? You know Abu. He couldn't keep his, his paws off that lamp. Abu in monkey tries to make an excuse. No talking your way out of this one. I guess you can't be that down in the dumps, huh? Who said I was? Princess Jasmine. She's worried because you're always in town. Got a new girlfriend? No way. Still, I guess there's no fool on Jasmine, huh? See, Genie and Carpet took off to see the world. It's what Genie always wanted. So I wish him the best and all, but... You miss him. Man, things must be really quiet with Genie gone. Yeah, that's why I come here. The action. The people. And I have a note. At this point, it sort of pans around the city. And because these games are old and whatnot, there's basically no NPCs outside of Traverse Town, Twilight Town, and Hollow Bastion. So it's a completely empty city that it's panning over as he's talking about how the city's all full of action. So it's just very unintentionally funny. There's always something going on. I mean, come on, I met you guys here today, right? This place is full of surprises. Uh, Sora? And we look over and see Iago on the ground shivering. Iago! Oh, right, he wants to apologize for all the trouble he caused. Oh, he does? Gorsh, he's so sorry he's shaken. <laughs> the, the, that lamp! What about it? It was the lamp! Come on, there's a million like it. Hey, I was locked up in that thing for months. There's no way I'd mistake it. Then we better go back and talk to that peddler. Right behind you. And they all run over to the peddler shop. And they try to get the peddler to give them the lamp. He says, give me some, some major treasure. Uh, they're talking about, like, well, could we just get some from... The, the palace. The palace has lots of treasure, right? And he's like, that's not mine. That's... That's Jasmine's and her family's. I'm not, I don't feel comfortable taking that. So they're like, well, we know one place we can go to find treasure. So they head off to the Cave of Wonders. Uh, and eventually they get this large, um, this large, like, jeweled statue. Uh, after a brief time of this one jewel sort of, like, enticing both Donald and Abu. Uh, but eventually they, they grab that, they get out of the Cave of Wonders and return to the peddler's shop. It's empty inside, but they then hear two voices outside. Stop whining and hand it over. Oh no, I'm trading it for treasure. This lamp is going to bring me riches. And they leave the shop and see Pete chasing the peddler, who's like holding the lamp out in front of him. Oh no, you don't. Get back here, you. And they run around, end up at the palace gates where Pete catches up to the peddler grabs the lamp from him and then there's a bunch of back and forth them running around this courtyard grabbing the lamp back and forth from each other uh, eventually Iago grabs it and they're both chasing Iago uh, he, he like does a, a maneuver where he runs up real close to the wall and then turns and they're looking at him and not in front of him they run into the wall but then he, he's looking back at his kills and he runs into a wall Pete gets up Grabs the lamp. Nice try, Birdbrain. Just wait till Jafar's free. 
He's going to make one beauty of a heartless. But then the ground shakes and a large something blue flies around in the sky. And then there's the genie. I'm home. And he flies past Pete. Al, it's been eons. And comes back up to Pete and gives him a huge hug. Al, you princely little muffin, you. Cosmo Travel can get so lonely without a friend. And he places an arm on Pete's shoulder and then teleports and places his other arm on Pete's other shoulder. To think, I left you forlorn and genie-less. Oh, the humanity. I'm only gonna call people princely little muffins now. <laughs> You're all princely and little muffins. I accept no other no other titles at this point. If you start doing that. Uh, genie, still oblivious to Aladdin's or Donald Goofy, just everyone else in the courtyard other than Pete is like, Hey, Al, you've been putting on... Have you been putting on weight? Oh, of course. What am I saying? You're living in the palace now. And then uh, after some more of Genie, Genie around, Aladdin's like, Genie! He'd been calling out, but Genie literally thought it was coming from Pete's mouth, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and then Genie stops, looks from Aladdin to Pete, and then lets Pete go, and he drops to the ground. <laughs> I'll teach you to make a fool out of me. Uh... And then Genie's already over at Aladdin, picking him up and hugging him. Time for plan B. I'm finishing you mugs off right now. And he slams his fist on the ground and summons two boss heartless. A massive fire heartless and a massive ice heartless. And uh, we, we fight them. Uh, Pete calls out, You've messed with me for the last time. I'm going to get you yet. And then runs off. And then they, they all take the lamp to the dungeon and they place it in a large stone coffin, which they close it up. Uh, and then everybody meets in front of the palace with Jasmine. And Iago is, like, giving his promise that he'll he'll be good. I promise you won't regret, regret giving me another chance. Honest. Uh, Princess Jasmine, you sure that you want that pigeon in the coop? Oh, I think Iago's shown that he means well. Oh, sure, you're probably right. And how much trouble can one noisy bird cause? How much? You might just have a point there, kid. What happens next, Sora? Well, it was great seeing you all, but we still need to find Riku and the king, so I guess we'll be moving on. Then Abu pulls out that gem from the uh, Cave of Wonders that was enticing both him and Donald, and then him and Donald kind of fight over it in the courtyard, uh, and eventually it glows and floats up into the air, and the Keyblade reacts, and it opens up a new gate. And then Aladdin, Sora, what is it? I think it's time for us to go. Will you be back? We will, I promise. And uh, Aladdin gives him a thumbs up, and they head out. Which, you know, this is what I meant when I was like, the Agrippa stuff in Kingdom Hearts is just kind of boring. Mm. You just run to three places, fight some Heartless, and you're done. And it's, although watching Genie do his Genie thing is fun, just talking about it is not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut straight from this to something much more interesting. We cut to the dark city with neon lights that brighten up an alleyway where a certain dog is wandering around. And Pluto sees a red-haired man in a black cloak and follows him around the corner. And he runs up to Axel just as Axel disappears in a, uh, a corridor of darkness. But then he hears a whistle and another portal appears behind him, which he runs inside. And we cut from this straight to Kyrie on the beach of Destiny Islands, 
looking out at the small island that we know of as Destiny Islands, the one that we they played on. Maybe waiting isn't good enough. And then Axel. My thoughts exactly. If you have a dream, don't wait. Act. One of life's little rules. Got it memorized? And he appears out of a corridor of darkness next to the water. Who are you? Axel. I happen to be an acquaintance of Sora's. Why don't we go see him? And he holds out his hand. Sora? And then Pluto barks and it sort of startles Kyrie. And he bounds over and is like spinning in circles and wagging his tail at Kyrie. Uh, but then dusks surround them and Pluto snarls at the dusks. Then they hear another whistle and a portal opens. Pluto leaps towards it and then like turns and waits for Kyrie. We've got something in common, Kyrie. You and I both miss someone we care about. Hey, I feel like we're friends already. Uh, and as the dusks are like closing in on her, she rushes over to the portal with Pluto. You're not acting very friendly. And then we see for the first time what the inside of a corridor of darkness looks like. And it's this weird, strange abyss, and we see nobody symbols like floating on the walls. It's sort of like we're on a pathway in a weird cave. And it's both dark, but also like got this orangey glow. Kairu's looking around. Hey, what is this place? They hear yet another whistle and see a bright light at the end of this abyss, and they run to it. Um, just before Kyrie enters this light, though, she turns back and sees a cloaked figure standing in this abyss. But before she can like go back, she's pulled through that portal and wakes up laying on the floor in Twilight Town. Then Hainer looking like leaning over her, you okay? And she groans and sits up and she's sitting in the usual spot. What? And she looks around and sees Hainer, Pencilette, and Pluto. And then Pence, you and that dog came flying out of a hole in the wall. You nearly gave us all heart attacks. But then we cut from there back to Sora Donald and Goofy. So they make their way to Halloween Town. Uh, we see Jack Skellington walking through the forest. Zero's trailing behind him. And then he comes to that clearing that we know from the movie with all of the, the holidays on the trees. But he stands in front of the one that depicts the Christmas tree. He turns the doorknob and swings open the door and looks inside. And we see a small breeze carrying snowflakes come from inside of the tree. Uh, at the same time, we see Sordon and Goofy arriving. All right, that's probably just a scene setter more than anything because we're about to see Jack in two seconds in the middle of Halloween Town. Uh, but Sordon and Goofy arrive right at the entrance of Halloween Town. They walk on in. Still, they're, they're old uh, spooky boy outfits. It's emo time again. Hell yeah, best time. They got good ass outfits. Hey, this is Halloween Town, right? Well, it sure does look like Halloween. What? And he looks over to the entrance of the town and sees that it's decorated with Christmas lights. And as they're like about to head to the entrance, Zero flies up from behind them and scares them. Hey, it's Zero. How have you been, boy? And then he Zero flies off into town and they follow him. Uh, and when they enter Halloween Town Square, they see a large, a long launch pad and they hear bells. What's that for? It's Jack. And Jack flies down in a trash can sleigh led by three skeletal reindeer. Sora, Donald and Goofy, welcome back and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas? Don't you mean Happy Halloween? 
Of course, mm. Halloween greetings from Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King. And he makes a scary face, but it's pretty low effort. Forgive me, I'm in a Christmas mood. You see, I'm running the show again this year, but I need Sandy Claus's blessing, so I'm off to Christmas Town. Sandy Claus? Wait a minute. I think he means Santa Claus. When he says he's running the show again, does he mean, like, running Christmas again? Yes. Presumably, between Kingdom Hearts 1 and this, because we know that Sora was asleep for a whole year, presumably last year is when he ran the movie, when the movie happened. Right. So he thinks he's going to come out here after what happened in the movie and be like, I need Sandy Claus's blessing because I'm running the show again. And him saying he wants his blessing makes it sound like to me that he hasn't already talked to him about this shit. He hasn't already asked. So he has just declared, hello, I'm doing Christmas again because it went so well the first time. Yes, but at least he's got the intention to ask for his blessing this time. That's more than yeah. the first time. It's progress. It's not good. And I don't, don't worry, know if Sa- I would even call Sally that will bring it up. Sally will bring it up. Thank God. Sally's the only one with any sense here. around here. Agreed. Aren't these decorations wonderful? This year's Halloween this year Halloween Town's gonna handle Christmas too. But first, we have to visit Sally. She's working on something no self-respecting Santa Claus can do without. Come along, I'll show you. A Halloween Town Christmas. They look around the square and see a guillotine, uh, a jack-in-the-box, a scary duck with teeth, and then these skeleton reindeer which squawk at them, and they all sort of like, ugh. Or give me that look because I fucked up and said guillotine rather than guillotine. Yeah. Guillotine. Don't worry, I'm going to... Every second of that. It's okay, I'm cutting that out, and I'm putting the where I said guillotine, right? Austin did, in fact, say guillotine. Cutting it out. For anybody who wants to I... Guillotine. Guillotine. I literally was sitting here and I was going guillotine, like doing it to myself, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's guillotine, but who am I? It's a word <laughs> that I struggle to read aloud. I obviously know how it's pronounced, mm-hmm. but reading it, I always yeah. end up saying guillotine because it just flows better when you're reading it that way. Isn't it spelled with two L's? Yes. You're from New Mexico. You know what two L- L's mean. It's a French word, not Spanish. <laughs> they're all romantic it's fine anyway jack walks to dr finkelstein's lab and says come on hurry uh in the lab we see finkelstein working on a creation lock shock and barrel seemingly assisting him uh jack walks up hello doctor where's sally can't you see that i'm in the middle of an experiment and slams his he was scratching his brains he slams his head shut and turns around uh, lock, shock, and barrel carry over a, a machine part as Sally enters. Hey, this is too heavy. Then let's toss it. You do that, you'll be sorry. Now bring it over here. Heave ho! And they throw it onto the table, and it sparks and pulses with electricity and explodes. Uh, everyone covers their faces. The lock, shock, and barrel take off their masks and laugh, and then they leave. Uh, Sally walking in as all this craziness happened. Imbeciles, now my experiment is ruined. Sally, did you finish it? I want to show my good friends. I'm sorry, Jack. I I need a little more time. Oh, well, that's all right. Just as long as it's ready for Christmas. And he pats her on the shoulder and starts to leave. But, Jack, 
I'd best be off. I've got to go get Sandy Claus right away. Wonderful to see you again. Goodbye for now. And he just instantly leaves. Go get Santa Claus? You mean to tell me that he can interrupt everyone doing what they want to do, but she just wants to say something real quick, and he's like, no time to waste. I'm very important and super busy being all wrapped up in my own shit, as always. God damn it, that's one of my favorite movies, but Jack is so frustrating, and he stays frustrating in Kingdom Hearts. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Go on. Please, Sora. <laughs> I'm afraid something terrible will happen if Jack goes through with this. You can say that again. Sora? Uh, and Jack walks back in and sort of snaps Sora out of his daze. Clearly Sora got distracted thinking about Santa Claus being real. Just like, you know, you, in the King Hearts 2, you really get to see Sora, like, be a kid. some of his personality shine through more because it's less of, like, like he's, yeah, it's, it's struggle. I'm trying to save my friends and find my friends. But it's not like, oh, every world is being actively destroyed so he gets to be a little more himself so like he got to be excited about the pirates he gets to be excited about santa claus and it's just it's it's fun to see him just be a kid a little bit yeah, yeah. are those strange looking fellows in the town square with you huh what fellows you know the ones who wanted to spoil halloween and christmas what are they called again heartless they're definitely not with us, but Donald Goofy and I can get rid of them for you, and then we can go see Santa. Donald taps his foot, clearly like, this kid's just wanting to see Santa. He's not listening. Uh, but first, the Heartless. And they, they leave the lab and see a bunch of whites, white knights uh, attacking the bar, going at the mayor. Now hear this, you things. Leave Halloween Town at once, by order of the mayor. Jack, where are you? I'm only an elected official. I can't handle this by myself. Uh, Jack walks up to him. Jack, we're on it. And they beat up the Heartless. How is Sandy Claus supposed to relax with all this going on? That's it, fellows. Sandy Claus needs bodyguards. Are you up to the task? Us? Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to Lock, Shock, and Barrel riding their walking bathtub in the graveyard. This room. Just real quick before we continue, I've always wondered, and I want to know if you guys have an idea, why is Jack, like, the king of Halloween Town? He's just a skeleton. I have no idea. There's literally scarier people in Halloween Town than a skeleton. Is this a self-proclaimed title and everybody else was like, yes, okay, you can do it. Like, I mean, the mayor seems to defer to him a lot, so I almost wonder if he is actually like old money or something like actually mm. from an old royal family before it went to a democracy or something i was wondering maybe. maybe if it was like a he's the actual spirit of halloween almost like a rise of the guardians type situation but i think they, they don't ever bring it up so it's just like this random skeleton is just in charge of everyone and i'm like listen. give us his backstory listen this was made back in like the 1800s, so they didn't the 1990s. Need to give background 90s. on this. <laughs> I was also born in the 1990s, and I'll give you background of my entire life. That's because you like to talk. True, <laughs> I do. Tim Burton had to move each of these and film frame by frame. He was like, "No, we don't have time to explain why Jack's important." Petition, petition Tim Burton to make the Jack Skellington origin story. 
You can even just animate it. I don't, I, you know, we can just animate it. It's fine, but. No. So we have a not new animated. What? So we have a new petition spot. Well, I mean, if he doesn't want to take all the time, do the little stop motion thing, then he can just animate if it. He, only if he does it the way he did Corpse Bride, because I ain't watching no CGI, like, fucking the new cartoon bullshit of Jack Skellington. I refuse. <laughs> I just want to know his origin story. Tim Burton, if you're listening. Why my is cell phone king? number is... This, <laughs> my my phone email is, is this. My credit card number is this. Oh. You know, oh, I thought we were just giving away numbers. <laughs> you know, I would even accept like some really fun, creative writing from literally anyone about like a theory on Jack's backstory. So I'm sure it's out there. We can pretend. No, no, I'm not going to go look for it. That would take effort and would <laughs> involve using the interwebs, you know? We're and I obviously right now. don't do that. No. Hush. We're uh, talking to each other on Discord. If anyone wants this to pretend on to be Tim Burton, pretend to be Tim Burton and send Jack's backstory. Just saying. We're looking at you, fanfic writers. Lilith. <laughs> Fun fact about this world, this is the only world I've ever played of Kingdom Hearts. I've actually, way back when, I think Kingdom Hearts 2 is new. I uh, played it. This is the only yes. world I cared about as a kid. I was like, you can play all the other worlds. I'll play, I'll draw and color, but I want to play that Halloween Town one. Nice. I used to love watching this movie when, like, the spooky season started to arrive and stuff. It was, well, this movie was first on the list. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I had my whole bedroom for a while themed as Nightmare Before Christmas. I had the big comforter set and, like, a chair cover thing and stuff and accessories yep. and things my i had a friend who also had a whole bunch of like stuff like that and like a really like gothic style with all the little accents but then she got demons so she changed her bedroom i'm like completely hot yeah um <laughs> wow. the my christmas eve pajamas two years ago was jack skellington and i have jack skellington socks my mom also has Jack Skellington pajamas and socks. Wow. He's good because he transcends the whole holiday season. Yeah. That's true. The only two holidays that matter, Halloween and Christmas and my birthday. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's why no one told me happy birthday on my birthday. It <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Last year. God. I'm pretty sure I told you happy birthday. I also told you happy birthday. Continue. So Lock, Shock, and Barrel are riding their walking bathtub in the graveyard. What should we bring along next time? A bucket of caterpillars? Or something even worse? Uh, and then the, uh, the bathtub stops because there's suddenly a woman in, a, in black holding a staff in front of them. Who's that? Some old hag. Silence. A witch? And Maleficent lifts her arm and conjures up magic threateningly. And all three are scared and, like, shrink closer together in the bathtub. Hmm. 
Perhaps you three could be of use to me. Come along, all of you. I'll show you the true meaning of mischief. Back in Halloween Town Square, Jack is getting the crew prepared. All right, bodyguards, Christmas Town is this way. The doorway is in the woods just past the graveyard. Uh, and they pass through the graveyard and into the hinterlands, and they see the area with the trees. Here it is, the door to Christmas Town. The spooks of Halloween can get so tiresome year after year. I wanted something new, and I found this. Beyond this door is a world filled with wonders, the likes of which you've never seen. At first, I couldn't believe my eyes. Everything was so fresh and exciting. And Sora's like getting excited the whole time he's talking. Come on, just open it. So Jack opens the door, Sora runs and jumps inside, and uh, Donald and Goofy look in after him. And then they're teleported to Christmas Town, and they come up on top of a, a hill with a tree on Yuletide Hill. Um, Donald falls on top of Sora, and Goofy falls on top of Donald. Sora pushes them all off, and they look down at the Christmas Town below. Cool! Wow! And then Jack walks out. But this is where I'm going to pause to send you guys the Christmas Town outfits. Sora is in a, a goth Santa Claus outfit. Goofy is in a reindeer outfit. And uh, Donald is a snowman. I kind of love Sora's oh. outfit, though. Yeah, yeah very edgy and festive all at once. I like Goofy's outfit, though. His, his antlers are so cute. So Jack starts leading them to Santa's workshop, but Heartless uh, end up all along their path. They fight him. Eventually, they make they enter Santa's house, and Mr. Claus is looking over his list. And Sora and Donald at the same time. Whoa! Well, hello, everyone. Did you come to see if you're on my nice list? And they walk closer. Your name? Uh, Sora, sir. And he's checking his list. Let's see... Sora, here you are. Well, according to my list, Sora, seven years ago you told everyone you did not believe in Santa Claus. Oh, that is unfortunate. And Sora, like, holds his head in his hands like, I fucked up. How about Donald and Goofy? And Santa checks his list and then just smiles, and Donald's, like, jumping with joy. Oh, boy! Am I on your list, too, by any chance? It's me, Jack. Jack Skellington. And then they hear a smash from a different part of the house, like the factory that's attached to the house. And Santa starts walking over to the door. What sort of trouble did you bring this time? This time? It's a long story. And they follow Santa into the factory. And we see up in a corner of the factory, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, and Maleficent. Why do we have to hide? Silence. Well, this is a pleasant surprise. That fool Jack brought Sora and the others with him. Now we can deal with all of them at once. What do you want us to do? And Santa, like, noticing them a little bit, says, Who's there? And Lockshock and Barrel in unison call out, Busted! Maleficent disappears in her green flames, and uh, Barrel throws something through a window and busts it out, and they all jump through it. And then Jack sees them as they're jumping through the window. It's Lockshock and Barrel! Not those three. I assure you, they're not with us. Well, whatever the case, they've been quite naughty. Catch them and bring them back here. They're going to get a lecture. And he walks back into his house. Uh, Mr. Claus. Oh, you're going to say they're going to get electrocuted? And I was like, whoa. No, just a lecture. 
The way that was flowing, you know? Oh, yeah, that's valid. Uh, Mr. Claus, I wanted to talk to you about Christmas first. It'll have to wait. I need to see how things are progressing in my workshop. Come on, Jack. Let's catch those little pranksters. Oh, all right, then. And they leave Santa's house, following the footprints all the way back into the graveyard. And before they get there, we catch up with Maleficent, Lockshock, and Barrel. They're at the, the Curly Hill in the graveyard. I was so looking forward to destroying that ridiculous Christmas town. But now that Sora and those imbeciles are here, I think a change of plan is called for. Revenge before pleasure, after all. What kind of revenge? The magnificent, malevolent kind, of course. That sounds really bad. Like Oogie's kind of bad. And that's super duper bad. Oogie Boogie, that bag of incensed insects. How intriguing. And where might I find him? Jack and his dumb, stupid friends destroyed him. Ah, uh, yes. Now I remember. More intriguing still. I believe I'll bring your master back for you. And in a torrent of green flame, Maleficent works her magic as Lock, Shock, and Barrel laugh. And then Oogie Boogie is returned. <laughs> I feel like a million bugs. I really owe you for this one, Maleficent. Indeed you do, Oogie. Do you remember Sora, Donald, and Goofy? Do I remember them? Ha! You're too much. I'll never forget what they did to me. Uh, what was it they did to me? Squashed you like a bug. That sounds bad. And Jack helped. Even worse. They creamed ya. That's right. That's right. That's one thing I won't be forgetting anytime soon. It's the last thing I remember. And it's the only thing I remember until I teach those clowns not to mess with Mr. Oogie Boogie. Yes, that's right. That's the spirit. And I have the perfect plan already in mind. Have you ever heard of Christmas Town? He doesn't respond, so she like turns to look at him and he's just like clearly struggling to with this whole coming back to life thing and is a little out of it. Mr. Oogie, wake up, wake up. We want to see how bad you are. It seems he needs more time to recover. You three stay here and keep Sora and the others occupied. And she waves her staff and Oogie disappears and so does she. My Heartless will help you, but do not fail me. And then a Heartless that, like, has a cage, and they're in the cage, and it'll, like, put one of them in its mouth and then have abilities based on their color appears, and we fight it. Uh, Lockshock and Barrel are like, That was fun. Let's go see if Mr. Oogie's ready. Oogie? Isn't he the one who tried to take over Halloween Town before? That's him. Fellows, I hope you're ready for trouble. Don't we have enough trouble already? And they all nod. Uh, and then we cut to the trees with the doors, and Santa has just entered Halloween Town from it. Confound it. Now I've lost my way. Oh, this is utter foolishness. I should be getting ready for Christmas. And Sally comes out from behind a tree. Is that you, Mr. Sandy Claus? And he gasps but sh and sh as she walks out. Yes, but, uh, please... Call me Santa Claus. Of course, Mr. Santa Claus. I was hoping I'd find you here. You see, it's very important that you go back to Christmas Town. I'm afraid something very terrible is going to happen if you don't. Well, I am behind on my preparations. All right. Tell Jack I'll be waiting for him at home. He has something to say to me about Christmas. But that's just it. 
please go home and lock the door. F Jack Knox, don't open it. <laughs> and we see Maleficent and Oogie Boogie watching both of them from a distance. There, the large one in red. All I gotta do is kidnap him? That's right. Lock him up at once, then begin destroying Christmas Town. That's sure to make Sora and the other fools come running. Then they're all mine. Yes, and in the meantime, I'll turn Santa Claus into Santa Heartless. And they laugh. Oh, that sounds And then Santa hearing, presumably the laughter is like, who's there? But Oogie runs at them. Uh, Santa, like, steps between Oogie and Sally, but then the screen cuts to black. And then as a, a little bit later, after the Heartless fight, Sally runs through the graveyard up to Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Jack. What's wrong, Sally? Jack, Oogie's kidnapped Santa Claus. Oh, no. And he's headed to Christmas Town. Come on, Jack, let's hurry. And Jack nods, and they, uh, they run back towards Christmas Town, and we cut to inside of the toy factory where Santa Claus is tied to a conveyor belt, and Oogie Boogie jumps up onto the belt. I've done a little redecorating. And it's definitely not as bright and cheery as it was. It's like got spikes and stuff all over the place now. Wait, something's not quite right. I know what it is. We need just a little more of that oogie flair. I do hope our jolly friend is looking forward to becoming a heartless. And Santa's gagged. And Maleficent starts to perform a spell on him. But Oogie's like off doing his own thing and accidentally bumps into her. Clumsy oaf. Are you still here? Why don't you oogie on back to where you came from? You're cramping my style. <laughs> Have you already forgotten who brought you back, you insolent bag of bugs? Sorry, can't remember a thing. Very well, you ingrate. You'll rue the day you spurned my help. And Oogie walks over to a conveyor belt and is fiddling with it uh, as Maleficent magics away. I love Oogie Boogie so much. Uh, that is definitely a take. <laughs> it is a take. Hey, I always did. I always liked Oogie Boogie. Um, I think his character's interesting. His songs were good. Um, his you gotta fire. You gotta respect a guy for really just trying the most when the opportunity presents itself. And I don't know. I think he's bag of bugs. I think he's just given, I think people don't like him as much uh, as other characters because he's ugly. I wasn't a big fan because he terrified me because I was watching that movie as a kiddo and was obsessed with it. And I was just super scared because I'm a big baby. I don't mm. think I've ever met anyone who didn't like Oogie Boogie. Really? As a character. Yeah, I've never met anyone who wasn't like, he's a cool villain. Yeah. I have had the complete opposite experience. Yeah, I like him. I think I really like his whole gambling shtick. Yeah. I think it made him an interesting character. Don't forget that he's a pervert, because that's going to come into play. Is he? Yeah. Uh, Sora, Donald, Goofy, Jack, and Sally enter the toy factory. Uh, Oogie reveals himself with a big laugh, and he jumps from a high ledge and grabs Sally. Jack Skellington. Oogie! You and I have a score to settle, Jack. Same goes for your little sidekicks. What are you planning to do with Sandy Claus? Um, Sally, he 
so it's kind of confusing. Oogie like moved where Sally was in the room, but didn't hold on to her. So she sneaks around over to another area and is, we see her messing with one of her legs. Who? Sandy Claus? I don't know what you're talking about. And he jumps down to the conveyor belt where Santa is still tied up. Oh, and why is this roly-poly red guy here? Time to go, Grandpa. Uh, he motions with his arms and gets Santa up to his feet. Um, and Sally throws her leg in front of Oogie. And uh, he stares at the leg like the pervert he is. Uh, and is distracted enough for Sally to run up, well, hobble up, and grab Santa Claus and, like, help get him out of the way. Um... Oogie's about to storm after them, but is blocked by Jack, Donald, Goofy, and Sora. I don't know why the script wrote it that way. It kind of fucked me up. Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Jack. Why, you? But he runs back at, uh... So there... Oogie's boss fights are always a little weird because of his whole gambling motif, as we were talking about. So in this one, the first game, it was like a roulette wheel that we were on. In this one, there's these three conveyor belts, and he's on a platform above it that can move. And so we have to like go on these conveyor belts and he throws stuff at us, including dice and weird contraptions. Uh, we have to throw stuff up at his platform until it falls and then beat him up. Austin, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this movie before? Yeah. Okay. Not in a long time, but I have. Okay. Um, after he falls, after we beat him, his stitching starts to come undone and bugs start spilling out. He holds it closed and it stops and he sort of sighs, but then the other side starts to rip and he yells helplessly as all the bugs spill out of him and he disappears and Donald steps on one of the stray insects. All right, Christmas is safe again. Perfect. I'd better get down to business. Leave that to Santa. Yup, you ought to stick to Halloween and spooky stuff. And Sally walks out. She's put on her leg. Put her leg back on during the uh, the fight, I guess. Jack? And she's holding a, a Santa outfit that she's made. Here, it's done. Wonderful. Why, I love it. Thank you, Sally. Jack, do you really have to do this? And he starts putting on the outfit. But I make a splendid Sandy Claus. And Santa, now not tied up, gagged. Listen here, Jack Skellington. You saved me, and Christmas as well, and for that I'm very grateful. But please, promise you won't cause any more trouble, and about that suit. And Jack's like spinning around, showing off his outfit to Santa. Don't ever think about taking over from me again. I just thought you could use a little extra help this year, Mr. Claus. You must be exhausted from all the preparations, and I wouldn't mind a second chance to get this Christmas thing right. Yes, being Santa Claus can be tiring. But let me tell you something, Jack. Seeing the happy faces of little children when they discover the presents I've brought them makes it all worthwhile, year after year. And you, Jack, you love to make them gasp and see them shiver with fright. What if somebody tried to take all of that away from you? And Jack sort of looks down and scratches his head. We both have important jobs to do, Jack. Mine is to take care of Christmas, and yours is to take care of Halloween. So we each have to do the very best we can. After all... You're the face of Halloween, Mr. Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King, the Knight of Nightmares. And even though you're fascinated with Christmas, Jack, Halloween is your true speciality. Don't you see? Children rely on both of us to do our jobs. 
Halloween needs your attention, and I know Christmas needs mine urgently. You're right. I am the master of terror. And if Halloween has become too routine, I'll just have to think of something new that'll really make them scream. And the mayor has run runs into Christmas Town towards them. Jack! Oh, Jack! I've been looking for you everywhere. We must go over the plans for next Halloween. I can't do a thing without your approval. So true. Good luck, Jack Skellington. And Jack starts to walk away with the mayor, seemingly excited with new ideas for Halloween. Well, there he goes. Yes, and I've got lots of names to check and preparations to finish. Uh, and at this time, Jack's Santa Claus outfit starts glowing, and it activates the next gate, which uh, the Keyblade reacts, and pew, we unlock the next gate. We better get going. Before you do, Sora, I believe there's a friend of yours who, if I recall correctly, was the one who told you there's no such thing as Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. He did say that. Be sure to give him my very best wishes. I will, but do you know where I can find Riku? No, but don't give up. Remember, you believe in Riku, you'll find him, just as you found me. Right. And the three head off. That was truly the least useful thing that Santa could have told him. Uh-huh. Be Just sure believe. to tell him that uh, I'm real and I said, hey, oh, cool, you're Santa and you, like, see us when we're sleeping and no one we're awake and some spooky shit. Uh, do you know where he's at? No. Good luck with that. Bye. Santa really out here, like, tell him I'm real, though, okay? Bye. <laughs> I want you to fuck yeah. with Riku's head, okay? Also, I've been sending... Uh, Riley a bunch of gifts of Oogie Boogie this entire time to really get them in the in like the feel of this area hmm. just in time for us to leave mm. <laughs> I'll just send one no, more no. for goodbye no oh god <laughs> so we're pilots the gummy ship and he lands somewhere in a savannah but first we see a lone lion cub standing in a rocky gorge and he looks around and then sees a tiny stone rattling on the ground and feels vibrations getting stronger and stronger and we watch Mufasa's death scene you have got to be fucking kidding me we get there and this is what like we start off on only we don't get all the way because as Mufasa first starts to fall away and little baby Simba calls out, no, we see that it's actually Simba's nightmare as he wakes up screaming, no. And I'd be oh, like, okay. wow, Kingdom Hearts, that's a little bit of a bitch move, in my opinion. But wake, woken from his nightmare, Simba looks over and sees Timon and Pumbaa snoring. And he gets up and walks over to the edge of the cliff and looks up at the stars. And we do see dimly in the clouds, the, the Mufasa in the clouds vision thing. But Sword Donald and Goofy appear somewhere very different. Before we get there, I'm just going to send you their Lion King outfits. Oh, heck yeah. Hold on. <gasps> Donald is a wow. bird. Sword is a little a lion. And Goofy's a tortoise. Why is he a tortoise, though? Yep. Because he's always the most. Mm -hmm. Goofy knows what's up. I think it's because oh, he uses man. a shield in the game, so they wanted mm. the shell to be his shield, basically. It, 
It would have been really interesting if they had made him a hyena. Or just a dog. I just don't feel like a dog would fit in well in the savannah. Speaking of hyenas, uh, where they land, they are surrounded by hyenas. Oh, good. The wastelands. Yes. Uh, Yeah, they, they look around for a second and they see they're surrounded by hyenas and, you know, Ed laughs and snarls. Heartless? I don't know, Sora. I get the feeling they might live here. Don't mind us. Just pass it through. We won't be any trouble. Yeah, that's right. And then Shenzi. Don't be silly. We'd love for you to stick around for lunch. Uh, but we didn't bring anything to eat. And then Bonsai. That's not going to be a problem. Gorsh, Sora. I think we're the lunch. And Ed laughs and licks his lips. And uh, they all try to run off, but they, they kind of end up getting cornered. And just before, like, Chenzi, Banzai, and Ed do anything to them, they hear a lion roar in the distance. Man, that scar's got the worst timing. Just let him roar. Nah, we better go see what he wants. Sounds like he's grumpy enough already. Fine. And the hyenas all leave. I don't know what that was about, but I'm glad it's over. Everything's harder on four legs. Better start practicing. Uh, and so they, they leave the gorge, and eventually they find a lioness in the elephant graveyard running from some large heartless. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Heartless! What do we do? Sora runs up to the lioness and like to get between uh, her and the heartless and calls to her, Stay back! And they beat up the Heartless. Definitely Heartless. And then Nala comes up to them after the fight. Thank you. You really saved me. We're just glad you're okay. Did you see any other Heartless around here? Heartless? Is that what they're called? I'm not sure if there are any others. I don't usually hunt outside of the Pride Lands. Pride Lands? Hey, do you know if a guy named Riku is here? Or some bad guys in Black Hoods? Or maybe this really mean bully named Pete. Anala shakes her head and Sora sighs. Oh well, might as well go take a look anyway. Wait, the Pride Lands are dangerous. Scar and the hyenas have made things unbearable for everyone. There's no food left, they've driven off the prey. We're about to starve. We can handle a little danger. You just saw us beat those heartless, didn't you? I guess you're right. You could be just what the kingdom needs. Maybe you can help us. You mean, take on this Scar guy and all those hyenas? Scar? He took over when our last king, Mufasa, died. So you're saying this guy is your king? And you want us to take down your king? And Nala nods. And Sora, like, moves a bit out of earshot of Nala to talk to Donald the Goofy. Wait just a minute. We can't go around knocking kings off their thrones. Then again... They see that I'm stronger than their king. Maybe they'll ask me to be their king. Sora? I'd have to refuse, of course, but still, I'd like to see the Pride Lands. So you guys don't mind letting him a paw, do you? And then before getting an answer, he rushes back over to Nala. Uh-oh, there he goes again. Uh, Nala nods and leaves. Clearly, they had a little combo separate from Doll and the Goofy. She's going to go ahead and tell the other lionesses. We're supposed to meet at her... Meet her at a place called Pride Rock. 
So they rush across the savannah and reach Pride Rock, where Nala walks over to them uh, with uh, Rafiki by her side and says to Rafiki, that's him. So Rafiki like inspects Sora closely and then looks over to Goofy and then Donald and a few lionesses are like looking over, but Rafiki whispers something to Nala's ear and then walks away and all the lionesses like put their heads back down. What is it? I told Rafiki you might be able to help us force Scar and the hyenas out of the Pride Lands, but he says it won't work. You see, whoever saves our Pride Lands will be our next king, and he has to have the right qualities. Meaning... I think she means you're not cut out for the job, Sora. And Sora sighs. I'm sorry you came all this way. Hey, no, it's okay. You'd better go before Scar finds out you're here. I'm really sorry. And so they try to leave, but are cut off by Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Hey, a snack. Snack? Nah, we got ourselves a three-course meal. And Ed just laughs. But they hear a growl behind them. Look at that. Here comes Scar, the king. And we see a big old Scar standing up on Pride Rock. And another lion beside him. One that's not from the movies. So I'm going to send you Pete's Pride Land outfit. And he looks like a Maine Coon. <laughs> Scar runs down the rock uh, and Pete tries to follow, but his large stomach makes him lose balance and he falls down. Um, and Sora looks at him pitifully. My back. What are you doing here? Oh, the cute little kitty's worried about me. If I were you, I'd be more worried about my friends. Sora! We're surrounded. And the hyenas are, like, got Donald and Goofy backed into a corner. And Scar. Go on, ladies. You've got some hunting to do. The herds have moved on, Scar. We can't hunt in the land with no prey. No prey? Then what do you call this? We're not prey. Oh, nice and fresh, too. Well, they're all yours, Scar. Scar moves closer, but Nala jumps on him and Sora... Uh, Donald and Goofy make a break for it. Nala's able to actually like dip and catch back up to them, uh, and she leads them out of the out into the middle of the savanna. It's like I'm so sorry I got you involved in all this. It's no big deal. Ah, uh, it's not your fault. Sora wouldn't be a good king anyway. Hey, I had to give it a try, right? So you did want to be king? Well, you know. Uh, Nala, isn't there somebody else who could be king? There was, but he died when he was just a cub. He was the son of our last king, Mufasa. If only Simba were here. Simba? But Simba's just fine. He was fighting right beside us not that long ago. Because he was a summon in Kingdom Hearts 1. Do you mean Simba's alive? But where is he? That, I don't know. Still, Simba's alive. I can't believe it. Please tell me more about him. Of course. But first, we should get away from Scar. We'll go through the Wildebeest Valley. He won't follow us there. Then we cut to the oasis where Timon wakes Simba up. Hey, why the long face, Simba? You gotta lighten up and live a little. Yeah. What were you thinking about? And then Timon, let me guess, the past, right? And Simba nods. And then together they say, Hakuna Matata. 
And Simba smiles and walks off. But you look how he's grown, Pumbaa. Why, when I rescued the little guy, he was only this big. And he's holding out something that's still bigger than he is. Uh, Simba walks over to the edge of the cliff and looks upward. Uh, and then just sort of lays down in a huff. And it sends a bunch of leaves up into the sky. Um, Sword Dolan and Goofy follow Nala through a long path and eventually end up in the jungle. Um, and then they, they enter the... So they follow this long path through the wastelands and the jungle and end up in the oasis uh, where they see some heartless surrounding Simba. Um, and Sora runs up to him, Simba! And he gets defensive for a second. And he's like, and then Sora, it's me, Sora. Donald and Goofy are here too. And Simba walks over to them and then notices, like, you know, he's used to seeing them as bipedal creatures. Sora, a person. And when he finally, like, he's like, oh shit, it is you guys. Sora, Donald, Goofy! And he happily pounces on Sora uh, and Donald and Goofy laugh. What happened to you? Uh, but then they're interrupted by hearing Timon and Pumbaa screaming for help. Help! Simba, help! She's gonna eat us! Timon, Pumbaa, something must have happened in the jungle. I have to go help my friends. And Simba rushes off and Sora says, okay, we'll back you up. And follow. And, you know, we see Nala like cornering Timon and Pumbaa. She leaps, but is pounced on by Simba. And then they do the movie thing where they eventually realize it's each other. Um, and they talk about it for a little bit, you know, movie. Uh, and then Timon is like, what's going on here? Don't worry. They're all friends of mine. So that means no one's planning on eating anybody else for lunch. Right. And then Pumbaa. Are you sure they don't want to eat me like I'm some kind of pig? We won't, but you are a pig, right? And he gets up and rolls around. <laughs> call me Mr. Pig. And everybody laughs. They call me Mr. Pig. <laughs> That's my best boomer. Mr. Pig. Um, but Nala and Simba walk off to, to talk alone. Simba, you've got to come back to Pride Rock. I thought Sora might be able to help, but you're the only one who can save us from Scar. I can't go back. Why? Hakuna Matata. That's something I learned out here. Sometimes bad things happen and there's nothing you can do about it. Simba. And Simone and Pumbaa are showing Sora, Donald, and Goofy the way of the jungle, as it says in the script. But really, they're just like all walking in a line and they're doing a bit of a call and response where... Timon will say Hakuna, and everybody else will call out Matata. Yeah. Only it's much no. more stunted. Like, it's, it's got, it's weirdly paced, because it's, I don't know. Uh, but Nala, like, leaves a bit in a huff, and as she's walking by, says, he's not the Simba I remember. Something about Hakuna Matata. And then it basically cuts to night, and Simba's gazing up into the sky. My father's dead, and it's because of me. It's my fault. I can't go back. It won't change anything. But then he hears uh, the voice of his dad. Look at the stars. The great kings of the past looked down on us from those stars. So whenever you feel alone, just remember that those kings will always be there to guide you. And so will I. And Simba's just staring up into the stars. Father, are you there? And the clouds do the thing where they take the form of Mufasa. Simba, 
You have forgotten who you are. You must take your place in the circle of life. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. And then the clouds roll away. Silva takes a moment and then just like calls out behind him. You can all come out now. And so are Dom, Goofy, Timon, and Pumbaa all are there surrounding him now, basically. I'm going back to face my past. I could use your help. And then Timon, he really is a king. So they rush back to the Pride Lands. Scar's looking over Pride Rock. And he sees Simba, like, walking up to Pride Rock and calls out, Simba, you're alive. This kingdom doesn't belong to you. Simba's the rightful king. And Simba presses forward and is like kind of backing Scar up to, an, to the edge. The choice is yours, Scar. Either step down or fight. Must this all end in violence? I'd hate to be responsible for the death of a family member, Simba. I've put the past behind me. But what about your faithful subjects? Have they? Simba, what's he talking about? And Scar begins pacing around Simba. Go on, tell them who's responsible for Mufasa's death. I am. And Scar, like, kind of moves towards Simba, who's backing away slowly. He admits it. Murderer. If it weren't for you, Mufasa would still be alive. Do you deny it? No, but it was an accident. You're in trouble again. But this time, Daddy isn't here to save you. And now everyone knows why. And uh, Scar was backing Simba up to the, the edge of Red Rock. And Simba's like tripping and is holding on to the edge of the rock. Now this looks familiar. I think I've seen this before. Oh yes, I remember. This was just the way your father looked before he died. And Scar puts his claws into Simba's paws and leans into him. And here's my little secret. I killed Mufasa. Simba remembers how his father fell from the ledge. And uh, then he like shoots up and pounces on Scar, and with a paw on Scar's neck, calls out, Murderer! Tell them the truth! All right, all right, I did it! Louder! I killed Mufasa! Uh, Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed run out and attack Simba, giving Scar a chance to run away. Simba, you get Scar, we'll handle these guys. Uh, Simba nods and runs after Scar, uh, and Sora, Donald, Goofy, fight the hyenas while protecting them, while protecting Timon and Pumbaa from them. Afterwards, uh, they rush up to the peak of Pride Rock, where they find Simba and Scar circling each other. You know, like the end of the movie, only without the fires. Um, Donald wants to jump in, but Sora stops in, saying this is his fight. And they fight, and eventually uh, Simba tosses Scar over the edge of Pride Rock. Uh, but then Pete walks up behind Sword Donald and Goofy and says, Ha, huh, that was just a sneak preview, because this ain't over, not by a long shot. And he points to the edge where claws rise up. Anger and jealousy turned the king of Pride Rock into a heartless. Oh, your kingdom's gonna rise again. But this time, has the Pride Lands of Darkness. That's what you think. I am the king. Uh, and then, this time we do step in, since... It still looks like Scar, but he does have darkness powers, so I think he's like in the midst of transforming or something, or he just looks very much like Scar as a Heartless. I don't know if I know. But we do step in since it's a Heartless and not just like the one-on-one -on -one thing. That's already 
legally, legally Simba won. <laughs> well, so we beat him. Scar disappears. And later everyone watches Simba as he ascends and uh, to the edge of the of Pride Rock and lets out a roar and all the lionesses roar in unison. And Mufasa's image appears in the cloud once more. And the Keyblade reacts. And there's not an object here, so I'm guessing the Mufasa cloud is the object for this world, which always struck me as weird, but whatever. But we open another gate. Uh, Tuan and Pumbaa ask what the light show was. And uh, the script is wrong. It's supposed to be Sora, but it says Simba. Uh, we have to say goodbye for a little while. And Pumbaa's like, I'll go tell Simba. Oh, he'll probably be busy. Just tell him we'll be back soon. Oh, that's right. He's a king now. He's going to be so busy, he'll probably forget all about his two best buddies. Well, you always got Hakuna Matata, right? Guess so. What do you mean, guess so? What if he forgets to tell the carnivores who we are? One look at you and you're a pig roast. That's Mr. Pig Roast. Same thing. And I'm not sticking around to be anybody's pork dinner. And runs off. And... Sora just says, I guess to Pumbaa, or to Defone, who's still standing there, you can never forget your true buddies. And we leave the Pride Lands for now. But as we get back into the, uh, the gummy ship, Chip and Dale pop up. And if you recall, uh, after we left Twilight Town at the beginning of the game, we couldn't see it on the map anymore. It was like clouded over. But they pop in and tell us, hey, Twilight Town's back again. So we pilot the ship to Twilight Town and enter the Tram Common, where we see Vivi running past, who's calling out, Help! The Sandlot! It's Cypher! Somebody please help us! Sounds like we got trouble. And Donald the Goofy nod, and they all run to the, to the Sandlot and see Cypher, Fu, and Rai all lying on the ground, surrounded by dusks. Cypher's trying to get up, and Sora jumps up, like jumps into the middle and calls out, We'll take it from here. And they fight off some nobodies. But now's a great time for me to send you guys two new nobodies. One, I actually fucked up and should have sent it to you guys a long time ago, like when we were in Hollow Bastion. And it is the Samurai. Oh. And the next is brand new for us, and it's called The Berserker. Ooh. And you'll note, I haven't talked about nobodies much yet, because aside from the beginning of the game in Twilight Town and Hollow Bastion, we haven't seen much of them. The mm. very rare times we do, it's just been a couple of dusks. But here we fight some dusks and some uh, berserkers, and then we meet our next member of Organization 13. And they don't say his name yet, but like I said last time, when they take off their hoods, I'm going to show you their faces and tell you their names. Heck yeah. So, impressive. And they see the cloaked figure standing beside them clapping. By the way, have you seen a man named Axel? I expect he's here somewhere. Like I care. You see, Axel's no longer acting in our best interest. Is he with the organization, too? Yes. You having a fight? Not a very organized organization. Don't let your guard down. Axel will stop at nothing to turn you into a heartless. 
Gee, thanks for looking out for us, mister. But I'm sure we can take care of ourselves just fine. Glad to hear it. Axel aside, it would break our hearts to hear something happen to you. Hearts? You don't have any hearts. True. We don't have hearts. And he takes off his hood, revealing long blue hair and an X-shaped scar on his face. And this man's name is Syax. Oh. But we remember what it was like. That's what makes us special. Uh, a, a corridor of darkness appears behind Syax. What do you mean? We know very well how to injure a heart. Sora, you just keep on fighting those heartless. And Sora whispers to Donald, Let's jump in after him. How come? I'm not sure, but maybe he'll lead us to the organization's world. Syax clearly, he clearly hearing all this because he's not that far away. says, Don't be reckless. Do you want to end up like Riku? What? And Sykes bows and backs through the portal and it disappears before they can get up there. Hey, wait! What did he mean, end up like Riku? Then Cypher. Hey, how about you get out of my town now? You've caused enough trouble. And they're like, what the hell? But Donald's like, have it your way. Come on, guys. Hold it. Make up your mind. And Cypher runs up holding the four crystal trophy, the one that in the data version, Roxas won for the, uh, the struggle tournament. This goes to the strongest guy in Twilight Town. And Sora's like, thanks, but we don't really need it. But Cypher runs up and thrusts it, thrusts it into Goofy's arms. Uh, and then he sort of smirks at Sora and leaves, Fu and Rai following. But then Pence runs up behind them. Oh, Sora. Uh, Pence, right? Do you know a girl named Kyrie? Kyrie, I sure do. Then you better come to the station. So they rush up to the station. And Hayner and Olette also run up there. Hey. Hey, so how do you guys know Kyrie? And Olette and Hayner look at each other kind of sad. And then they explain what happened. Kyrie was really here? Yeah, and she was looking for you. Tell me where she is. Well, and then we see the flashback of what happened as they tell it to Sora. Clearly, Kyrie has just gotten done telling them about her and Sora. Oh, what a romantic story. If you stick around, Sora's bound to show up. Yeah, he said he's coming back. Okay. Then Axel. What took you so long, Kyrie? And he walks in through a portal, and Pluto, like, gets down defensive. Somehow, I just knew you'd be here. I tell you, Kyrie, you've got a lot of guts jumping right into the darkness like that. And Axel walks out of a portal. Hainer runs up for a punch, but passes right through him. Pence does as well. Uh, Axel grabs Kyrie by the arm and drags her back to the portal. Let me go! Let go! And Pluto runs after them. Hainer and Pence get up, and the portal disappears. And then we cut back to them telling this to Sora. And he's holding the Oathkeeper keychain, just staring at it. Kyrie. And then they obviously didn't know it. Hainer Petzalette didn't know Axel's name, so they didn't say Axel's name. But Goofy's like, You think it might have been Axel? Sorry. Hey, it's not your fault. Come on, cheer up. Uh, like, I can even say that. Or he sighs and is like down, and he's like, I gotta help Kyrie. And the sudden change in tone scares Goofy, and he drops the trophy. And all the little crystals, the four crystals on it, spill out onto the floor. And, uh, 
they roll up to um to the feet of Sora, Hainer, Pants, and Alette. Sora gets the blue one. Um, Hainer, the red. Alette, the orange. And Pence, the green. And then Goofy takes the uh, the blue one from the digital world out of the money pouch and also holds it up. And all of them are, like, hold it up and look at the light through it. And Donald's just sort of looking around like, the fuck? I don't have a fucking crystal. <laughs> uh, but we focus in on Sora. And we see an overlay of Roxas for a second. I guess Sora was probably sitting there for a bit longer than everybody else because Donald's like, Sora? Sora, are you okay? Huh? What? And Goofy's sort of scratching his head. Uh, but then the blue crystal starts to glow. It floats up into the air and opens a gateway with the keyblade again. What just happened? A new road is open. And Kyrie and Riku are waiting somewhere along it. You'd better hurry, then. You coming back? Promise. Donald Goofy nod. But then we cut. To staff room 4.0. We see a figure sitting alone in the white room in the tallest chair. It's unknown. And Syax appears in his chair. I passed on the message as you so desired. I told the young sword, keep defeating the heartless. Good. Not only have you the power to inflict pain, you also have the power to plant seeds of doubt in one's receptive heart. And Syak sort of lowers his head. Sora will soon begin to doubt himself. It will cause him to hesitate, and that hesitation will turn to anger. That anger will fuel him to get rid of his apprehension and move forward. He will pave the way for the future we desire. Zax turns to look up at his leader. There's something I've meant to ask. About Axel. And Zax nods. The poor fool. How long will he keep chasing the illusion of friendship when he himself lacks emotion? He obviously so does it or he wouldn't be seeking out friends. Trying so hard to retrieve what he has lost when it may never have existed in the first place. He deserves nothing more than our pity. I'm so upset all the time. I love Axel. Stop. Be nice. I mean, he he betrayed them, so I think it makes sense that they are upset at him. That, yes, but that in and of itself saying, oh, uh, you should stop seeking out friendship because you obviously don't have any emotion. But he does. <laughs> it's called gaslighting, Riley. It's rude. It's rude. We don't stand. We don't. Oh, but I think that's where we're going to end it with the KH for the night. And next time we'll we'll really hit the... We'll start hitting the meat of the game. We were on, we were on the salad course up until now. Salad course. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, for the next at least one episode, maybe two, we're going to be hanging around... Hollow Bastion and get in a whole shitload of Kingdom Hearts story versus Disney stories. And then we get to go back to every single world. Sounds like fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. That was real <laughs> good stuff. I don't know why I made that face at first. After doing the Barbosa voice, it was really hard to keep saying Jack and not fall into Jack. Jack. They shouldn't have... Uh, 
Port Royal and Halloween Town so close to each other. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much Jack all in one zone. A lot of Jack. Our intro and outro song is dearly reminded by Ono Ultra. You can find his Bandcamp links in the show notes. You can also find a link to our Discord server in the show notes. But that's all from us this week. Bye. This world has been connected. I don't know how to do a fucking Pumba. How do you do a Pumba? Anybody? It's hard. Let me. When he was a young warthog. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm going to look up a Pumba clip. Uh, Simone and Pumba were the best, though. All right, let me. Sorry, I'm going to get distracted watching The Lion King already. No. <laughs> I am not going to try to replicate it to you, but I'll send it to you. I can't do it. I already know. I was hoping somebody else could. <laughs> Maybe that very first line will help. Oh, look at him. See, it's it's about the energy. Look at him. him. Yeah. What were you thinking about? I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> damn.